Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of The Brood Life, and we are continuing our series on the Enneagram, and I'm excited to have my longtime friend Brooke Hartman on the podcast today, uh, talking about being an Enneagram Type 4, and uh, it's a great conversation. I think that uh, those of you who are maybe struggling discovering what your type is, or maybe don't feel settled with the type you thought that you were, this is going to be a good conversation to listen to. As she just discusses how she landed on the type four and a little bit of what that process was for her. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the type four is uh, usually called like the individualist or the romantic, romanticist. And uh, they are very, uh, the reason they're called the individualist is because uh, they have this desire to be unique and to be different from everybody. And uh, they're always searching for like this missing piece uh, and they feel like they don't fit in a lot of times uh, even if it's not true there's they still have that perception and that's kind of the lens they see everything through uh, the type 4 is also uh, very comfortable with their emotions whatever those emotions may be happy sad and uh, they're very comfortable sitting with emotions like melancholy and grief and sadness much more so than any other type Uh, so they're great people to have around especially if you're going through difficult situations or maybe you're just having a bad day and you don't know how to process those emotions they are really good at sitting with you and sitting in those emotions with you in a healthy way and helping you process those emotions Uh, when a type 4 is in a season of stress they can take on the unhealthy parts of a type 2 and when they are in a season of growth they take on the healthy parts of a type 1 so uh, that's just a little bit about the four and you'll hear Brooke talk a little bit more about those stress and growth lines uh, in our conversation Uh, but if you enjoy the conversation if you know a four uh, or if you are a type four and you feel like this conversation will help others understand you a little bit better then please feel free to share this episode however you feel whether that's through sharing it through social media uh, you can find us on facebook and instagram at the brood life podcast or you can text it to a friend email it uh, send a smoke signal whatever works best for you and get that out there to benefit anybody you think would enjoy listening to this conversation if you haven't already please go out and uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Brooke. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Brood Life, and we are continuing our series talking about the Enneagram, and I'm excited to have my friend Brooke with us today uh, to talk about the Type 4, uh, but before we get started in our conversation about that, I'm just going to hand it over to her really quick to introduce herself to everybody. Hello, I'm um, Brooke, like Brandon said, I'm, I have a twin, twin two-year-olds and a five-year-old. Um, and I'm a social worker who has a counseling practice in Chicago. So, um, basically all over the place these days with yeah. everyone's feelings, the two-year-old's feelings, my feelings, the, the counselor's feelings, all the feelings, all the feelings all the time. <laughs> uh, 
That's perfect. Uh, so just to kind of get started, uh, how were you originally introduced to the Enneagram? No, I was trying to think about that. So I think um, probably like three, let's see, man time flies, four or five years ago, um, a couple of friends had gotten into it and I just kept hearing them kind of talk about it over and over. And then my mom was interested in it. Um, and at the time I was teaching a theories of personality course. Um, and I had gone through a couple of semesters of that sticking to what had always been done. And within that, um, curriculum, I guess is, or within, you know, the model that they already had was the opportunity to add, um, a couple of more modern theories. And so one semester I was like, you know what we should do? We should all learn about the Enneagram. And so, um, I just kind of did a quick deep dive and like got entranced of course, and was like, wow, this is amazing. And so, um, yeah, from there just, got, you know, went back and got in touch with the friends who had previously introduced me to it. My mom came and did a presentation in, in my class for a couple of semesters and then ended up doing, uh, like a whole staff retreat for the grad counseling program on their Enneagrams and how they work together as a team. So I feel like it went from very shallow to like all around me really, you know, within a span yeah. of a year, probably. So uh, as you were digging in and, and learning more about it, you eventually landed on a type four. Like, how did you, how did that make you feel or what feelings did you experience when you did like figured out that's what your type was? So this is the craziest part of the whole thing. I, for a year and a half was a three. <laughs> I was <Okay>. like, <laughs> I, 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 I tested as a three. It rang true to me as in a numbing kind of way, like in a, oh yeah, well, of course this is me. It's always been me. This sounds just like me. I've always tested this way. Um, and I didn't love the description of the three, but I felt proud of the presentation of a three, you know what I mean? Like classic right. three stuff. And I, um, over time, the more I learned, the more I taught, the more I consumed information, the more I read through things. Um, I, I would always just barely kind of like test into a three, but um, I started really realizing like the four is actually more who I am with a really strong three wing, but, but I realized my birth order and my role in our family mistyped me as a three. And mm -hmm. so even my mom, who was very into the Enneagram, just was like, you are definitely not a four. I don't see you being a four. I see you as a three. And I'm like, yeah, because you need me to be the three in our family. Like, this is who right. I want into you. And so it would be really unfamiliar to you that I would be a four, but to me, it feels like home. And so then I quick thought, oh, I can't be a four. That's like even worse than a three. I mean, like I can't, <laughs> these characteristics are like, because I'm, I don't present, I don't think as a typical, what I had in mind as a typical four would present. Mm. But if you look at the overlap between a four with a strong three wing or a three with a strong four wing, I'm right there. Like that's yeah. every description is exactly, you know, spot on. So uh, now that you know that you're a four, like how has that like impacted your life and like how you think and your relationships? Um, so the very first thing it did is kind of set me free from this shame probably that I didn't mm. know still existed from early adulthood or late teens, because I realized like, I didn't know who I was or how to get those needs met or, you know, and, and as an adult and then especially typing as a four and looking back at how I handled these big emotions and big feelings and sensitivity and how people treated me with those things. 
it all made sense. And I was like, oh, if I could go back in time and give that person a hug, right? Like that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with her. She just didn't know how, how, you know, how all of this worked or how to put all this together. So I think, I think it immediately freed me up from that. Um, and then I would say, continue to give me freedom in my adult life to not feel um, ashamed about all the highly sensitive, you know, like I think some of the characteristics that are just embarrassing for a four, if you accept those things and then you can shape those things and you can move into your growth or your health, you know, then it's, they can become assets. So I feel yeah. like it's helped me. Um, and, you know, for a four who doesn't feel like they belong, it actually has helped me feel like I belong. <laughs> so yeah, I guess if that answers it. Yeah, no, that's great. Do you, do you feel like it's helped you to like understand your relationships a little bit better with other people, like understanding your type? Yes. And, um, you know, the, the first deep, deeper dive I would say we did is our, our small group, like all those years ago, did the individual, um, study road, um, the yeah, road back road. to you. And then it's a, and then we, we liked it so much that we did the couples. And so oh, yeah. I married to a five and that's like the biggest distance, <laughs> right? Is between the head and the heart or between the four and the five. And so um, doing that study together was really interesting. Um, we had a really great group at the time and everybody was pretty, pretty open and, and vulnerable. And we could, we had, a, we had a two sets of fours and fives married. Okay. And then, um, and, it, and we, and we all presented in different ways, but it was really helpful, I think. Um, to just study how, how those things can like help and hurt relationships or like what, you know, how to communicate better, what things to say or not to say. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I can uh, attest to that as well. Like just it's, e it's easier now to not make as many assumptions about the other person and understand more like what's behind why they are communicate in the way that they are or why they present the way they do and then not take it as personally, I guess. Yep. Um, so, so for the type four, when you are in stress, you take on unhealthy parts of a type two. So what are some like things that you can, like you see in yourself that are kind of like warning signs when you're going into stress? Um, needing affirmation from outside of myself or needing some kind of value that comes from somebody. Um, I don't know how, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I looked through these questions in advance. I really had to think through that because I feel like my journey through the Enneagram and my own, my own journey and trying to work towards health in my own life has worked hard to, to not go, go into my stress cycle. So right. um, I were to look back into my earlier days, you know, like early adulthood, late teens, um, for sure. I was like, <laughs> like, I have to be needed in this way and I'm going to mm. make, people, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the, the unhealthier, I guess, characteristics of the two. Um, but I can see those things happening and I have all the breaks. I mean, I just like, don't go there anymore really. Uh, but I think that that understanding helped me to have compassion for my younger self who, who yeah. realized as I look back and like, you didn't know a different way to get those needs met. And so you felt into this, you know, stress cycle, um, or degeneration. And now I do know a better way. And so I do these other things instead, I guess. Yeah, no, that's good. Like, I think that's a really good, uh, 
trying to, I think is a really good thought for, especially for people who are maybe not sure what their type is. Cause I I'd like for me as well, like looking back at our younger selves, especially as teenagers and how we try to get our needs met. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like most teenagers are probably in an unhealthy place because yeah. of like, development and puberty and everything else going on that uh, like, like I can see my, you know, as being a nine, I can see a lot of those like unhealthy sex tendencies in myself mm-hmm. as a teenager and young adult. Yeah. I um, did. Yeah. I, 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 I was like trying to rescue people and I was like, yeah. trying, you know, just like total enmeshment. No boundaries. <laughs> like those are the things um, that at this point at 40, I, I feel like, Hey, we've, we've like mapped <laughs> those things, at least in part, I can recognize those feelings coming up and I can like stop them, but for sure, looking back, that's how it presented. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on the flip side of that, as a four, you, uh, when you're in a season of of health or growth, you want to take on the healthy parts of a type one. What are some of the things that you do for yourself to kind of like push yourselves towards growth? Um, it's interesting. And I, I don't know how this all fits in, but professionally, I'm definitely a solid one. I own a business. I run a business, <laughs> right? Like keep it afloat. And it has to, there are, there are ledgers and accounting, you know, there are just so many ways that I, I like kind of lean into that, but I'm also able to do that because I'm in seasonally a growth period of life. I have been, you know, for the last like several years. And so it's been kind of a natural fit. Um, I do surround myself with an admin team. So right, right now things are like emotionally haywire, right? I've had these twin, like just, just growing and birthing twins has been two years of fog. I just got diagnosed with breast cancer, just had surgery for that. My emotions are all over the place. So I know that that part is going to suffer probably because I'm going to be in my emotions. And so I have handed off all these admin tasks to the people around me. And I've said yes to everybody who's offered help, um, to try to set, to, to set that up, to function in the best way. When I'm not, when I know that the growth is not actually very accessible to me right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, bulk up other areas of my life so that if I'm not able to kind of move in that direction, it's there, there are protections in place Yeah, to keep the ball rolling, I guess. Yeah. And I I think that it's also important to like, like it's always important to try to push ourselves towards growth and like take it on those healthy parts Mm -hmm. of, of that line that we go to. But I think it's also not a bad thing to like be able to recognize that you are in a season of stress and that there may, may not be anything you can do right this second to be able to get out of that, but to be able to sit in that and allow that to happen until you can get to that place where you can start growing again. Yeah. I do see, you know, there's a lot of, I have a, a really strong three wing. I'm an extroverted four, which is not totally typical. Um, and so there is part of me that cares a lot about what things look like. And there is part of, you know, I mean, I think that's part of that's just being human too, but um, it's been an interesting, this, this specific two year period of my life has just been an interesting um, pressure cooker of like, what direction are we going to move in here? Right. (laughs) Like with growth or stress or emotions or whatever, but yeah. So, uh, all the, all the different types in the Enneagram have a lot of stereotypes associated with them that people automatically think of, but what are some things about the type four that you wish other people knew about the type four that maybe they don't know or don't understand? 
Um, I think, you know, when I thought I was a three looking at fours and didn't first identify with four, I thought, well, they're just, um, they're moody and they're always emotional and they can't contain the emotions and they're, um, like introverted or they're, um, I don't know, I guess I, I, I think all heart, no brain or all heart, no control or all yeah. heart, you know, and I, I would say that's not true of, of me or like several of the other fours I know who are the most like creative, um, just loving and, and, uh, what's the word intuitive or attuned with themselves, with the feelings mm -hmm. of others, with the world. Um, so I, I look at it now as a gift at yeah. the time that I realized I was a four, I was like, this is a curse, <laughs> but you know, do you, and like, this is a part of the questions that, that I had given you, but do you ever see yourself leaning into your five wing at all? I mean, I know that you're married to a five, well, but it's, it's interesting that I, um, I don't have to lean into it very often because he can carry that yeah. role for us, sure. but he has a really strong four wing. So he loves photography. He loves creative writing. He likes, you know, both of us work together for a, um, travel magazine. We did the we did the photography and the writing together for a year. And so that was like this creative way of working with each other that was, we had to learn to work with each other in a different way because we had not been in that context before. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't often lean towards the five. I think times when I've kind of lean, kind of gone that direction, it's more anxiety or ruminating that I'm trying to collect mm -hmm. or consume as much information as I can to understand something or to know sure. something about the future that I can't know yet. And so I don't know that it's a good way of leaning into the five, <laughs> you know, it, in the, in terms of like, just, just getting, getting, um, like going down a rabbit hole or going yeah. down of, of content or information or, or whatever. Yeah. So uh, say there's somebody listening to this conversation we're having in there, either they just found out they're type four, or maybe they've been in type four for a long time, but what is some like words of wisdom or like advice that you would give to another type four? Just like we're the impasse. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have said like, wow, it's really cool to hear you process that out loud. Wow. Look, you know what those emotions are and you have a name to them. Just today I had that conversation with another four who um, actually it's our mutual friend, Elaine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so, um, we were just talking about how there are so many steps to like, first having a feeling, then recognizing the feeling and then naming the feeling and then expressing the feeling and like that, that can be something that helps other people or, yeah. um, it just organizes, you know, emotions in that way, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, no, that, yeah. And I, for myself, like, uh, I appreciate the force that I have in my life because force, not force me, but they make it more comfortable for me to process my emotions and mm -hmm. to like be okay with the hard stuff because, you know, like, you know, fours are usually like, oh, like they're comfortable with melancholy and like some of the harder emotions. And whereas uh, the rest of us like in, enjoy eating them <laughs> instead of processing them. So, uh, but I do, that's one of the things I appreciate about force. Like, like it's not, it, not that it's not a big deal or not that you guys don't have a hard time processing certain emotions, but right. you're more like you make other people feel mm -hmm. comfortable processing those emotions with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of gives me an outlet for those and not feel like I'm crazy for having 
these emotions and stuff yeah. going on in my body. Good number for a counselor to be, right? Like, isn't that how we create yeah. safe spaces for people? Yeah. I'll tell you where it's not helpful in a marriage. Like if you try to tell <laughs> your partner what their emotion is before they have identified their own emotion, mm. not good. That's my word. <laughs> Let other people do their work. That's right. Witness it, but you can't do it for them. That's right. Uh, so uh, one last question I have um, that's not on the list, but I ask everybody that comes on the podcast since it's called The Brood Life. Uh, when you're going out and meeting somebody for a coffee, what is your drink of choice? Like straight up drip coffee with a dash of cream. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm a black coffee drinker, so. <laughs> yeah, I was black forever. And then I, my dad one time, I want to say five or six years ago, um, gave me some heavy whipping cream in my coffee. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't go back. So yeah. I now just do a little splash of cream and that's enough. But often yep. I'm decaf and decaf. Okay. But awesome. I'll take whatever there. If it's caffeinated, great. It's not- <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and just sharing about being a four and being honest. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for asking.